the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 20K. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Happy Monday to you. What's on your mind? How about we start with a crazy phrase that pays. Apple sold more than 23 iPhone 5S's per second in the first 24 hours. They've sold over 2 million already. If you want one, you're waiting till October. Sold out. That's a positive. Let's go to a negative. QE3 for you starting to subside a little bit. There's risk that the stock market has received most of the boost that it's going to get from European and central banks in the United States. The focus almost has to turn to upcoming events, which should be lousy. FedEx reports numbers this week. We already know it's not good. They already told us. Now, bad is relative. News is very light this morning. U.S. intending to file a World Trade Organization complaint against China for alleged illegal subsidies for auto parts. We don't really want a global trade war with China. Some people think World War III will be with China in a trade war. The dollar will be nuclear missiles. Global trade is a weakening. That's got to be a worse, worrisome data point, right? U.S. manufacturing outlook is weakening along with disturbing global trends. The September New York Empire Manufacturing Index was down Negative 10.4 reading, down from negative 5.9 in August. Awful. The percentage of gasoline by Americans has jumped from 1% to over 5% recently. Gasoline is eating up our paychecks. With that said, Americans are actually starting to fight back. They're starting to buy more fuel-efficient vehicles. The Fed has implied that one goal of QE3 is to lift asset prices, including stocks. It's an artificial boost because, in the long run, earnings pushes the stock market. It gets increasingly difficult if current earnings and economic trends continue to go lower. The Fed has stated that poor U.S. unemployment trends are a major reason QE3 was launched. There's a theory out there that, yeah, you just heard the Federal Reserve say that they're going to launch QE3 and they're going to buy unlimited mortgage-backed securities, $40 billion a month. Supposedly, we're starting to see maybe they get saturated about $750 billion. So it's not a limit. There's only so many mortgages you could buy. Euro's up today, gaining ground against the dollar. If there are any doubts about Japan's economy because of repercussions from the disputes with China, then we're seeing this already in the yen selling in the euro and the yen selling in the dollars. The yen also weak this morning. That's what I was trying to get at. The bigger move is the euro-yen trade, which is substantial enough to push the euro higher against the dollar. So Apple playing with, at one point in time this morning, 
seven hundred dollars a share. I saw it hit six ninety nine or six ninety eight. That's that's crazy. But it's actually one of the cheapest stocks you could buy if you're looking for growth. It's currently at six ninety six. Day high of six ninety nine seventy five. So it, it tinkled. It just tickle 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 with seven hundred a share. Uh, the bloom has come off the U.S. financial sector. Banks are starting to get hit. So far, banks, high dividend yield stocks, and tech have been an area of, of safety. We're having a 12% up year on Wall Street, which is better than average. So we're having a better than average year, even though we're not so good with what we're seeing as far as uh, headlines go. So financials pulling back a little bit today, and you know what I say to that. Boo. I like my financials working. Just like I like my women working. Go make meat pie. Office Depot in the news today, up 14%. Active investment firm Starboard took a 13.3% stake in the company. Question for you, and you tell me, is Office Depot even relevant anymore? I can't tell you the last time I was in an office, Max or Office Depot, when I wasn't under a you know, witness relocation program. Like, the only time I would ever go there now is I want it. Like, if I had a drug deal to pick up there, no. If I need office supplies, not to be extreme, but I'm going to go to Amazon or officedepot.com. Right? I don't know. So, uh, other big stories of note this morning. September Empire State Index fell, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. That's not good. A forward-looking component fell into the negative. Sometimes there's current, sometimes there's past, sometimes there's future components. One bright spot, though, was an increase in a key barometer of future activity that asked manufacturers about expectations for the next six months. Remember last summer, we went through kind of a summer of discontent on Wall Street, only to have a great end of the year. H&M is, H&M is in the news today. Hennies and Moritz. A lot of young women will buy their clothes from there. It's the second biggest fashion retailer in the world. A lot of their clothes will actually fall apart and disintegrate after two or three washes. They're cheap. They're fashionable, but they fall apart, which is okay with me. You know, having a good-looking woman have clothes that fall apart, nothing wrong with that, especially if it's in public. New Yahoo CEO, Marissa Mayer, who I love. If she ever wants to leave her philanthropist, adventurer, explorer, philanthropic, do-right, do-gooder husband of hers. If she wants a little bad boy, I'm available. Even with your, your pregnant belly bump, I'm available. But Marissa Mayer said in a email memo to employees, we'll buy your iPhone 5 for you. Now, it's not just the iPhone 5. It's the Samsung Galaxy S3, the HTC One X, the HTC Evo 4G. Not only will she buy it, will Yahoo buy it, but they'll pay the bill for it, the data and the voice. She wants the company to be happy. She wants the company to use the phones that people are using so that they could design in a world it's not BlackBerry because they used to have BlackBerry phone support. That's gone. It's discontinued. It's a more informed, motivated workforce. I love her. 
Uh, with that said, it's worth mentioning. This doesn't turn around Yahoo, but she's putting the right measures into place, in my opinion. Not to turn it around, but at least to get the company healthy enough to sell. Occupy Wall Street turns one year old this year, today. Congratulations, Occupy Wall Street. Take a shower, get a job. That's my advice. Lowe's is with a $1.8 billion proposal to acquire Rona. After Rona's board rejected the offer for $14.50 Canadian a share, Rona reboofed Lowe's request for permission to conduct due diligence. Hmm. You know, the retailer's large acquisition trying to expand and operate profitability in Canada, where it began operating stores in 2007, ran into opposition for Quebec leaders who feared the loss of Rona jobs despite assurances by Lowe's to preserve them. Here to listen to me, Rob Black. You can find me online, Twitter, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. You can find me at Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. You can email me, Rob at robblack.com. It's Rob at robblack.com. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little QE3. To talk some of the business stories, headlines of the day. Don't be shy. Always have some seminars coming up. I'll probably announce in the next 24 hours. You can find me at Rob at robblack.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're looking at very big delays for the Bay Ridge Toll Plaza due to earlier problems. It's been backed up solid. I want to talk a little quantitative easing three. I want to talk a little organic foods. I want to talk a little interest rates. There's a lot of terrifying things out there. A lot of terrifying things. We've had low interest rates for a long period of time. Low interest rates, although they make borrowing for your home cheaper, they also make gasoline more expensive. There's a lot of anguish. There's a lot of on one hand and on the other hand. The scenario that worries me the most is geopolitical shock that spikes oil. So it's what happened in 73-74 with Yom Kippur when oil went from 3 bucks to 12 bucks. I mean, that happened in your lifetime. 3 bucks a barrel to 12 bucks. Pull in CFP Chad Burton, talk a little stock market for us. Talk a little investing. Let's see if I can't pull up some market numbers to be friendly with uh, this. We got the SP 500 down three, the NASDAQ down 11, the Dow down 21. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton. He's with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. He's a certified financial planner. One of the issues on retirement, Chad, I look at risk. There's market risk, there's political risk, there's uh, currency risk, there's headline risk, there's earnings risk, there's inflation risk. There's lots of types of risk. But in retirement, I think there's five. There's timing risk, when do the lower or down returns occur. There's market risk, lower overall returns. A lot of people look at the last 10 years and say, uh, people over 60, they're just not going to expose their assets to to risk anymore. And risk equals higher returns Mm -hmm. in theory. Um, there's expense risk, medical costs go up, repairs go up, replacement of cars. There's longevity risk, risk, you know, you live in too long. Yeah. Like at some point in time, I want my mom to die because she's becoming more and more expensive as the years go on. I know that sounds horrible to say. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. You just look like a big jerk. But there's also inflation risk. Yeah. And inflation risk hits seniors more than anyone else because the cost of health care and Medicare. Right. Well, 
you have to expose yourself to some risk asset, assets. Otherwise, later in life, you will subject yourself to a much lower lifestyle. The only way you can keep up with inflation is dealing with stocks, commodities, different types of investments. So if we look at inflation risk as an issue, that means part of your portfolio, part of your stock portfolio has to be overseas. The reason why is because when you're earning money in over, you know, stocks from other countries or bonds from other countries, you're automatically hedging yourself against a falling dollar, which is where inflation comes from. Okay? Higher commodity prices and a falling dollar causes inflation. So in your overall portfolio, you need to have of your government bond exposure, some of it needs to be in TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protected Bonds, and of your overall bond exposure, a decent portion needs to be in foreign bonds with a good, well-known manager that's been doing it for a while and has good risk-adjusted returns. And of your stock portfolio, you, you've got to have some good dividend-paying stocks from overseas as well. That's a good way to hedge against inflation. Um, other risks that we have to hedge against is that, that idea of longevity that you talked about, right? Absolutely. I mean, people used to retire thinking they were going to live till 80, 85. Now, I've had uh, three clients make it to past age 100, and I'm sure I'll you have You had a three lot clients more. make it over 100? Yeah. Do you send them a gift? <laughs> I should have. Send them a, a card like, hey, you're over 100, your life must suck. We had a client that uh, at 98 fell off of her ladder cleaning her own gutters. That's crazy. I fell off my ladder. She broke her hip, and she was fine you know, six months later. Wow. Tough old lady. Tough old lady. Yes, she was. She so, so, so what's that? Just chew leather? <laughs> for breakfast every day. Leather and bacon. Um, but, you know, for longevity risk, that's why I say, you know, you've you got to have a good portion of your overall income coming from income that you can't outlive. Yeah. Things like uh, pension-type income, Social Security-type income. Income that's guaranteed from, you know, either the government or, or some sort of a highly rated insurance company, that's your longevity switch. There's actually longevity insurance that's being sold out there now that kicks in after age 85 and starts paying you a certain amount of money. Um, so there is ways to build that into your overall plan, that, that longevity risk. Let me know how much time we have left, Mr. Producer, at some point in time. Timing risk. That, I think it's kind of a, one of the one things that like, people don't think about. But, like, the housing downturn caused a lot of people's retirements just calamity. Yeah. Because they had this asset that was appreciated, 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 appreciated. And then the, you know, the 2006 real estate bubble popped. Mm-hmm. And the timing, it sucked to be a 2010 time frame. You know, it, I don't know if that makes any sense what I'm trying to say. It does because, you know, a lot of people, especially in the Bay Area, re- retire with, a lot, with rental properties, yeah. right? Yeah. And they have to do a very detailed retirement plan with their cash flow um, and saying that, okay, my income need is here. It's going to go up with inflation every year. And my portfolio is only going to last 15 years. So obviously I'm going to have to start selling some of my properties. And if that is in real estate, you need to know 10 years ahead of the game before you know you're going to need to sell real estate because real estate cycles cycle through every 10 years. So if you're going through – What's that mean? Real estate cycles every 10 years? Every 10 years from peak to trough to peak to trough. Really? It's always a 10-year type of a cycle. Okay. So um, we're, we're, stocks are very similar too. I mean you have you know, seven, 70% of the time stocks are up, 30% of the time stocks are down. Bear markets, bull markets tend to last 10 to 15 years at a time. So everything cycles. So you know that, okay, it's, it's uh, 2012. I'm going to have to sell a rental property to replenish my portfolio by 2022, right? Okay. Let's say in five years you get what's really another real estate bubble, for example. I'm not saying there's going to be one, but it, let's say there is. Let's say everybody and their mom's wanting to buy real estate no matter what it's doing, and you know you, you're at the top of another price point. Well, you might want to sell that property five years early 
and take advantage of that dip. In terms of your overall portfolio, to take out the timing risk, the timing risk when you're in retirement is you're living off of your portfolio. So the thing that will kill your returns and kill your chances of a long-term retirement in the long run is if you're selling stocks or bonds in a down market. Both have a lot of risk. In fact, in bonds, there's more risk now than ever that you're going to have to sell in a down bond market because we haven't had a down bond market for many years. And usually when the bond market's down, you get two years of negative returns. Okay, two years of negative returns can really hurt you. You really got to manage your wealth. Be careful doing it yourself. I see more and more people make that mistake. Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. Welcome back in, Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Trying to give you the daily news and headlines, as well as some financial insight and tips. Trying to give you a trusted friend uh, who tells it like it is. I really do my very, very best to help you not make mistakes, to help you get to retirement. And yeah, I should, probably should stop saying that, but that's it makes it sound like I'm tuning my own horn, but really what I'm trying to do is tell you retirement's important. Samsung said today they're already starting to brag about their new phone, which isn't out till February. Uh, they're saying it's going to be an Apple phone killer. The Galaxy S4 will have a 5-inch display. Bigger than their 4.8-inch display. It'll have a faster processor. It'll run on LTE networks. Uh, story or not story? I sense not story. Apple has said they sold 2 million iPhone 5Ss in the first 24 hours. The new smartphone was available for pre-order. The sales are uh, more than double expected uh, for the 4S. Demand for the iPhone 5 surpassed Apple was immediately supply of the new smartphones. There will be some disruptions. Uh, some people won't get them when they want them. Good problem to have if you're in the world of investing. September Empire Manufacturing Index in the United States was weak. It was bad. Healthcare stocks and consumer staples are doing well, things that you have to have in a good economy and or bad economy. Other big stories, things that we're looking at today. Whole Foods CEO says organic foods are worth the cost. You might remember there was a study coming out of Stanford last week that said they're not. I tend to say if it's a fruit that's open air, like a berry, can't hurt to have organic, pay a little extra. But if it's a banana or an apple, something that's got you know, a good skin to it. Uh, and again, I, I don't know anything more than you do. I'm just going with what I've read in the past. When it comes to organics, who knows? I don't, nor do I pretend to. NHL owners have locked out their players for a second time in seven seasons. If the strike goes past Christmas, I'll never go to another hockey game ever again if given free tickets. No. I think it's horrific that they've had 90 days to work out a deal and they haven't even come close. I think they hold fans hostage. I think it's obvious. Uh, I think we've got to stop professional sports strikes because the people that I worry about are not you and me. It's our children who look up and say, you know, sports are awesome. It's the people who work at the arenas, the bartenders, the waitress and waitresses. Sports are 
distraction for society. And when you see this, you're just angry. It's the third lockout in 18 years. In 94, they shortened the campaign to 48 games. 2004, 2005, the whole season was canceled. I know it's business, and I know they have the right to do it. The league's total revenue was up by a 10-year, $2 billion television contract with Comcast. That swelled to a $3.2 billion deal last season from $2.2 billion in 2006. No one really knows if owners are making money or losing money. We don't. It's all relative on what they show you. Average U.S. family now spends a significantly higher amount of money on gas than in recent years. A typical family lets 8.2% of its income go to the gas pump, spending about $342 to fuel its cars every year. Before 2004, households spent less than $200 per month. Less than 5% of an American family's median income. Gas prices are back up under Obama. as Expenses rise across the board. Yay! More good news. More good news. Oh, it's not so easy for me some days, huh? Um, what do I have to say? Oh, you know, let's talk a little Fed. Now, for those of you who are listening for super entertainment, turn off your radio right now, because this is pretty dull stuff. QE3 was launched, right? And I hope we've done a good job of explaining what QE3 is. It's basically the Fed saying, okay, we got a, a wallet. And we're going to buy mortgage-backed securities, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. We're going to get as many of them as we can. We're going to lower the rate so you can't hide there. We're going to encourage Americans to borrow money to buy houses. So anyone who owns stocks has benefited from the Federal Reserve's announcement last week that it would launch another round of quantitative easing. Portfolio managers praised the action. It might continue to move stocks for a while. But it's not necessarily good policy. You know... Being a Fed watcher is part of being a stock portfolio person, being part of an economic portfolio person. You know, one aspect to think about is, you know, how money supply is created. Money supply is defined, consists ultimately primarily of credit and not paper money. And that credit creation is the result of private banking making loans. In the United States, the government does not increase money supply by engaging simply printing money or buying debt. That's an anathema such as bankers and policy. The Federal Reserve Bank of the United States is engaged in action that a lot of people never thought we would see in this country. It does massive open-end buying of quantitative easing. It's printing presses in full scale. Quantitative easing QE it's a nice term. It makes us think of Queen Elizabeth. It allows them to put credit directly into the economy through a purchase of privately held financial instruments. So the government debt is purchased. It basically amounts to the government simply creating money to pay its debts. A lot of people call any form of quantitative easing turning on the printing presses. Raising and lowering interest rates targets. There's not a lot of inflation out there. But the Fed, there's traditional ways of doing monetary policy, and there's non-traditional ways. This is a pretty non-traditional one. When you engage in mass quantitative easing, it's not something that 
bankers enjoy. It runs against every fiber of training in the industry. They want to restrain credit. They want to restrain money supply. They want to restrain inflation. So the Fed consists current conditions, and they're looking at the current conditions, and they're saying it's highly extraordinary, so we have to do this. The Fed may have far greater concerns about the economic outlook than stated. That's what scares me about QE3. And intentionally creating an artificial lift to asset prices just creates a bubble. Moving stock prices higher just to move them higher does me no good. Getting Chevron Texco to pay me more earnings does me good. Getting Apple to sell more phones does me good. Again, it does tie together at the fringes. When you lower interest rates, you lower borrowing costs. When you lower the cost of a mortgage, someone who's 30 goes out and buys a house, gets a good 30-year mortgage, good rate. I think the problem right now is, and they, they spend their, their savings, they, they develop equity. I think the problem right now is 8% unemployment, 8.1%. It's got everyone kind of spooked. you got global worsening economic trends. Neither Q1 or Q2 boosted economic or employment growth in the United States. In fact, we've seen both go in reverse. If Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan weren't going after the upper-middle-aged, upper-aged, white conservative, and if they're trying to build a broad base of people who were unemployed, there's no chance Obama would be reelected. But Romney and Ryan are running a bad campaign if you look at how they're going after numbers. So Chairman Bernanke has stated that QE1 and QE2 probably helped lift stock prices, and QE3 will affect stock prices such as homes and stock prices. A lot of people love QE3. I would prefer the government figure out, you know, tax scenario. I'd prefer the government figure out some wasteful spending, announce some meaningful cuts in wasteful spending. Fed's taking drastic, desperate action. And it, trust me, it's desperate. They got nothing left after this. You know, the Fed believes that the U.S. is in a position where mass quantities is necessary. If that doesn't tell you negative, I don't, I don't know what it does. You know, Californians right now are weighing a billion-dollar tax break for businesses. California lawmakers couldn't bring themselves to end a $1 billion tax break for GM and Kimberly Clark and other multi-state businesses. Now voters have decided Prop 39, if approved, as at least one recent poll suggests it will be. Corporations based outside of California would lose an option to let them pay some lower income taxes than those in state. California is the most populous and most indebted state. They've cut spending on schools. They've cut spending on the poor, trying to help erase a $15.7 billion deficit unsuccessfully. You know, leading the fight for passage of the ballot measures, billionaire hedge fund manager Thomas Stair, the chairman of Fairlawn Capital Management in San Francisco, he's donated $21 million to the effort. California requires businesses in agriculture, mining, banking to base their corporate taxes equally on payroll, property, and sales. Other companies may choose to base their taxes 100% on sales or a formula that's 50% in-state sales, 25% property, 25% other states. That's the type of stuff we need. Whether you support it or not, we need legislation. We don't need quantitative easing three. You can find me at Rob Black Show under Twitter. 
Rob at robblack.com. It's Rob at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Did you know that you could actually see four galaxies with the naked eye? You could see the Milky Way, the Andromeda, the small and large Magellanic clouds. There's things that are right beneath our nose or right above our eyes that we miss on a regular basis. Honey Boo Boo could be the devil or the end of American democracy as we know it. I just throw it out there. Since Occupy Wall Street, or since the Occupy movement began, Wall Street's up 20%. Thank you. Um, let's hit some of the other stories that are out there today. Because, again, a little few and far between. There's not that much going on as far as drama. It's, uh, we're moving towards earnings season. We're going to get some housing numbers this week. We're going to get FedEx earnings this week. Warren Buffett doesn't own many foreign stocks in the portfolio, but his international buys all appear to have qualities similar to his U.S. holdings. He just finished some radiation, I believe, on his prostate, which I think we could all cringe and go, that can't be good. Oh, Google Glasses. Not sure how I feel about those. Um, stocks are slipping. I think that's worthy of bringing up. Probably could see some weakness in the earlier part of the week. We've had a big run. We've had a big year. You know, Apple is, seems to be carrying the news or carrying the stock market. SP 500 is at 698 right now. Will it break 700? And when it does, where does it go next? 700 is a psychological area. The Middle East had what was known as the Arab Spring, and we said, hey, if in 10, 20 years there's some democracies there, this will be big. Now it's having what's referred to as an Islamic winter. And that can be a little bit of a, a, a buzzkill, if you're with me. Nintendo USA, they're going to get the Wii U, which is a pretty cool remote control. But is it enough to save a company who's got an image of kitty games? Probably not, in my opinion. Maybe. Maybe I don't know everything that I think I know. Certainly I don't when it comes to women, right? I think we all... run into some problems when it comes to that. See what's going on with my Let's take a look at some of the other story that are out there. Some great ways to track your budget. 
very, very important to do. Economy continues to sputter along with balance sheets. One of the best things you could do yourself is to keep your own budget. Do you have a budget or am I talking like French to you? In no way, shape, or form do I want to like offend or push. But everyone should have a budget. How much do you make a month? How much do you save? I think Mint.com has gotten better with age. Just a couple hiccups here and there. It's a popular budgeting tool. Each bar on the budgeting tool represents an expense category you want to track and set dollar limits for how much you can spend within a selected time frame. Mint even starts you off with a recommended amount based on your spending history. Your budget bars fill up with each transaction you make as they approach the limits that go from green to red to yellow. Mint.com is, I think, the best investment tool out there as far as budget goes. It's not quite as good when it comes to investments, but it's, it's okay. There's a website called Ready for Zero, which is fantastic. ReadyForZero.com. It helps you pay down debts twice as quickly as more casual users. In fact, uh, budgeting sites that you know link to your financial accounts, you create a debt repayment plan based on what you can afford every month, the date you want to be debt-free. It tracks your progress and recommends some steps you can take to clear you know, all your debts. I like debts. LearnVest is good. After linking your accounts with LearnVest Money Center, all of your transactions are organized into a financial inbox and divvied up into boldly colored folders by spending categories. As with Mint, the site's budgeting tool allows you to enter your monthly income, set limits for spending categories and amounts for savings goals, seeing how much you could, how much money you have left. A lot of people like LearnVest, and they've got some good boot camps. They've got some financial plans that they sell that I think are crap and should be ignored. If you're an overspender, there's a company called Envelopes, not Envelopes, but Envelopes. They're trying to cut your spending by 10%. Free membership, you can link up your financial accounts. If you are hesitant to share your information, you can opt not to store it, but then you'll be required to enter it every time you return to the site. You create a spending plan and fund up to 25 envelopes. So there's some pretty cool sites out there now. Of which, again, I highly, highly recommend um, Money Center by Yodley. It's for those of you who are control freaks. You can view different accounts that you have. I think uh, Yodley's cute, Money Center by Yodley. Oh, let me spell that for you. Y-O-D-L-E-E. You can set budget tabs. Budget Pulse is good for security cynics. You basically import some of your data and you wipe it out later. You won't be able to link your bank accounts. You won't be able to update bank accounts. But I think everyone on the planet tends to agree Mint.com is one of the best sites out there. So strongly consider it. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Don't be a stranger. Your sales are also okay. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests, news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. 
Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Talking about what's going on on Wall Street and why. Big piece of economic data came out this morning that just honestly bummed me out. Samsung. I'll get to Samsung in a second. But the September Empire Manufacturing came in a negative reading of 10.4. The economic data out there is bad. The fundamental data out there is bad. There's stories out there that are cute. Office Depot getting a rally. Basically, a company that tries to come in and buy undervalued companies and either take them private or find a buyer for them has jumped into Office Depot. I haven't been in an Office Depot since Elvis was alive, which some people still think he is. He might be. He's supposedly building a collection of boats. We don't know why. So, you know, there's some bad news there. There's some good news. The Apple iPhone sold 2 million units out of the gate, double what they did for the iPhone 4S. I own shares of Apple. Netflix looks like they're about to lose A&E and History Channel, or they're set to expire. Back when Netflix set up their whole streaming world, there really wasn't a lot of competition, I refer to Netflix as a screaming buy, i.e., if I say buy, you scream, no! It's underperform. they got spiraling costs. Yeah, there's great things going on as far as streaming content to our phones and our TV, but in the end, CBS, Time Warner, ABC, they own the content. So Netflix is in trouble. Now, again, that may be your time to buy because everyone knows Netflix is in trouble, right? Can you afford to retire? Well, let me hit the Samsung story ever so fast. So the moment Apple drops, it says we got 2 million phones sold. Samsung hey, it says, hey, our next phone, Samsung S4, is going to be awesome. And it's coming in February, and it's a little bit bigger, and it's a little bit faster. To me, that reeks of desperate. It's like dating a woman and things aren't working well, and she says, but I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get my teeth whitened. I'm going to get that tattoo taken off. Too late. Too late. Too little. Too late. So while I was on vacation, was I on vacation on Friday? It feels like I was, but I wasn't. But there was a story that hit from Fidelity, and this is truly the reason you should listen to the show. I'm going to be talking with Seattle management soon because I don't think Seattle's working out, seeing I don't get emails or calls from Seattle. But the reason you should listen to this show is one very, very simple thing. 401Ks. Retirement, how much do you need? Most human beings never sit down and map out what they're going to need in the future. They save very little, actually. There's a lot of structured accumulation plans out there that could help you. Social Security will not appear to be like a a huge buttress to your retirement. But ultimately... They came out with a study that says 80% of your pre-retirement gross assets 
So if you accomplish $4,000 a month, your retirement plus Social Security should at least be 3200 right? Can you afford retirement? They're saying that you need at least eight times your ending salary to cover your retirement expenses to age 92. So the devil's in the details. It's worth exploring these details. Eight times ending salary is the minimum. And there's a lot of financial maxims. There's a lot of truths. There's a lot of myths. Like when you buy life insurance, they say start at 10 times your income. But is that for a 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50? Like, this is all relative to where you are. So eight times your ending minimum required salary. Eight times is the minimum. That assumes that you're going to live from 67 to 92 in retirement. That means you're working until 67. It assumes 401k or other retirement savings for 42 years from age 25 to 67. The assumption is an annual savings rate of 6% a year which you should increase 1% per year to 12% by the sixth year, age 31. You should hopefully get some sort of employer match. It assumes outside savings. It assumes portfolio grows by 5.5% per year, probably before tax, which may be an optimistic number. It assumes your income grows by 1.5% per year over general inflation and that you don't lose your job or that you don't dip into your savings. It assumes you receive Social Security payments so the only good news here is that eight times final salary appears to be based upon a single individual. It's possible that a couple could get by with less. Here's what I think. So this was a fidelity survey that I was quoting some statistics out of. There's $250,000 in out-of-pocket medical expenses in retirement. You're going to spend $250,000 out-of-pocket in healthcare cost, if you live to 92. Income is not growing by 1.5% over inflation. I don't know anyone who's got a raise, really. I do know people, but I don't, I don't see any general consumer raises of 4.5% each year for the last 10 years. So I think they're wrong on that assumption. Folks have worked you know, fewer years than projected. Some people aren't going to work till 67. Some people won't be able to work till 67. I think there's part of a sandwich generation, generation, which people are going to have to care for the aging parents and put children through college. Careers may have been interrupted by downsizing. Women may have started work only when their children are older. Folks sometimes jump to take Social Security at age 62 when it may have made more sense to take it to 70. So aging boomers are stressing our financial systems in ways never experienced before in history. I leave out puddles of water, little cups of water, so that I can see mating of uh, mosquitoes. Actually, I saw two mosquitoes mate the other day. It's weird. I know you're saying, was that uh, Discovery Channel? No. Got too many seniors taking too much of our retirement system, which again, they're allowed to. But you need to look at your own situation. Is eight times salary going to be enough? So let's say you make 100000 a year. Are you going to be able to pull in 800000 I think you're going to need more because, like I said, the elephant in the room is $250,000 in healthcare costs. 
you need to listen to show. You need to max out your retirement. You need not to be afraid of money. You need to start today. You need to marry well. You need to stop taking big swings at, at things you don't know how to invest in. This is me, Rob Black, on the Wall Street Business Network. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Coming up to talk with CFP, Chad Burton, about financial planning issues. Don't forget, best money website, in my opinion, mint.com. Talking all things financial money, investing more. What's on your financial mind? No easy answers on how to fix banks in Europe. It's going to take some time. You got too many nations with too many leaders making too many problems and not enough love to go around. Yes, I'm quoting Genesis, I think. Um. Yeah, you know, take a look at some of these U.S. files trade case against China over cars. That's a loser. You don't want trade wars at this point in time, but China can't keep doing what they're doing. Uh, They're managing their, they're engineering their economy. They're not quite free and open, but they kind of are free and open, but they're not quite. They're free and open than they want to be, but not always. Let's take a quick look at shares of Apple, has it cracked the $700 level? No. six ninety nine fifty two. It's currently at six ninety seven sixty eight. A lot of people think it's a big psychological level. I think the stock is cheap on next year's earnings, but they need one more product. They need the iPad Mini this year, and they also probably need the iTV next year for them to get to $1,000 a share. Uh, and they need perfect execution. So far, so good. You know, I, I'm going to slow down my opinion on it heavily at seven fifty. So, I think that's worth noting. Let's take a quick look at some of the market numbers elsewhere out there. SP 500 down two, Nasdaq down 12, Dow Jones Industrial Average down 19. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is a certified financial planner with NewFocusFinancial.com. Expenses in retirement significantly impact your retirement cash flow. Some studies studies suggest that retirement expenses may be 60 to 80 percent of your current expenses. I don't know if I trust any of these studies because we all differ like gold and clay. Those studies are ridiculous. I don't know if they've ever looked at anybody when they actually retire. From my experience, people spend more money the first five years of retirement than when they were working. Now, almost every single time. Is it fair to say that age 60 to 70 in retirement, your expenses, you should probably count on 100% of what you're doing while you're working? Or maybe... It's, It's typically more. Okay, you think it's more? Okay. Because what happens when you retire, and I've, I've said this so many times on the air, I know, but it, it still people have to be aware. When you're working, you get your health insurance paid for. Right. When you turn 65, you have to sign up for Medicare. Medicare Part A is free. Medicare Part B costs you over 115 bucks a month, but it's still not enough. So you need supplemental insurance, you need prescription drug coverage, and you need long-term care protection as well. 
on top of those costs. So you have to figure five to seven hundred dollars a month per person in retirement. You have to figure your expenses for your vacations. And a lot of retired people are now having to help their kids, Rob, because the unemployment rate coming out of college is is, is a little bit too high. Um, and you should focus on that now too. If you're you know forty years old planning for your kids' college education, and they come to you and they want to major in philosophy, yep. And you're going to send them to a high college cost for that. You are wasting your money because they're going to just be living on your couch or in your basement again. So, so beware of that. Having a budget is critically important. And let me explain how boring having a budget is. You have housing costs, garden, home repair, home insurance, landscaping, property taxes, rent, uh, telephone, utilities, waste disposal. You have transportation, bus, gas, insurance, license, parking, repairs, vehicle payment. You've got food and beverages, groceries, beverages, restaurants, personal work, appliances. You've got clothing. You've got entertainment. You've got education. You've got gifts that you want to give, medical and dental, obligations like child support, um, postage, life insurance, disability insurance, credit cards. You've got personal care like haircuts. Most people don't think of everything that you have to budget, and in retirement, you've got no more. You're not going back to work. So it's critically important that you have a detailed budget that includes pets. We got a dog or cat in retirement, and the dog gets sick. That's a couple thousand dollars sometimes. You, I can't even start an investment portfolio plan for a person unless I know approximately what they're spending. Right. Because cash is king. Right. All right. So use the stupid term "cash is king" for any portfolio. And when you're younger, minimum of six months of expenses in your emergency reserves. If you're in like a, the tech industry, sales where people jump jobs all the time, yeah. or the healthcare sales industry where every two to three years they're working somewhere else. Um, a lot of times we'll have those families have at least a year. But when you're retired, it's key that you have three years' worth of expenses. And so I have to figure out how much I have to carve out of the rest of the portfolio to keep in cash outside of management. And then I can go based on how long somebody's going to live, what they need for expenses, and figure out how much they need in stocks, bonds, commodities, and real estate. Um, but the expenses, like, you know, those long-term projections and a good financial plan – also, in retirement, you have to have a very good detailed income plan, a spreadsheet that you can look at that says year over year over the next 10 years, where is my money going to come from? Which accounts am I going to be drawing from in retirement? Yeah. And I can do that as long as I know what the expenses are. And that's key because you want to be comfortable in retirement and knowing where your dollar is going to come from out of which accounts. Because people are retiring with Ross, IRAs, 401ks, taxable accounts. And it gets confusing. Which one do I draw from first? And a comfortable retirement is, is one where you're very aware of where the money's going to come from. A couple expenses that may actually decrease in retirement, I've tried to think of them because we're going with a negative on increases, but your taxes probably will go down. If you do it right, yeah. Your um, move to a state that has lower tax bracket, and it will. Or move to a state that has no sales tax, and it will. Um, the mortgage probably paid off. That's an expense that should go down in retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would there be? Maybe a reverse mortgage where you could actually start drawing capital from your home and you're actually paying yourself instead of, you see where I'm trying to go with this? Yeah. So, you know, if we hit these one at a time, um, the taxes that go down, if you do your income planning, right, you can maintain a lower tax bracket in retirement. The problem is that people spend all their cash first and then their taxable accounts and then they hit their IRAs. And at 70 and a half, you're forced to pull a certain money out of your IRA accounts, whether or not you want to. So you, Roth. You can have your Roth go total. Right. Roth, Roths don't have that minimum credit distribution. So people need to make sure that they're pulling they, – they look at their IRAs right from the start and pull enough out to maintain that 15% federal bracket from the beginning. That way they can have a, a low-level bracket for their entire lifetime rather than just put off the withdrawals forever. So 
that's how you have to deal with with that scenario. Um, other expenses that go down, it's really things like you know dry cleaning because you're not working anymore. Okay. Eating out should go down. Um, hopefully, but, hopefully your children's education costs have gone down. Right. Right. Otherwise, you're making babies at way too late of life. <laughs> Anything else that we need to know about uh, managing your cash flow in retirement? Well, it, it, again, it's you know, unfortunately, a lot of people go to a financial advisor. Yep. And if they're not asking you those detailed questions or requiring it as part of a comprehensive financial plan, and then they give you some basic boilerplate plan, and at the end of it says buy this annuity or this insurance product, you know you're going the wrong direction. There you go. It has to be personalized and tailored. Yep. And they have to actually get to know you. Because, like, if you have a special needs kid, I mean, there's just so many curveballs that could come up, and you don't want to see that. But anyway, you get the idea. I've been speaking with CFP Chad Burton. It's Certified Financial Planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. So the big headlines out there today, 2 million iPhones in 24 hours. Tesla may need to slow down electric car production. We're starting to see that as a story. Mint.com, best overall budgeting site. Hockey fans to blame for the NHL lockout. Marissa Mayer going to give away an iPhone 5 to every Yahoo employee who wants one, along with some other phones as well. Netflix falls today as A&E and History Channel content is expiring. Fidelity, they say you need eight times your salary for retirement. And young Americans are ditching the car. This is Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back again. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. A little under the weather. So bear with me. Boy Scouts of America face release of some damaging child sex abuse files. Why? Why is America... Why do we have issues like this? Applications for full-time MBA programs fell 22% worldwide after 10% decline last year. As a business person, I'm a little bit weary of hiring an MBA. Because they get some really bad habits taught to them. They're taught how to do business, not how to... change. Not how to be dynamic. SunTech cut solar cell production in China. I'm telling you, the news is just cripplingly weak. Shell is scaling back its Alaska oil exploration. Activists seem to be the big thing moving stocks these days. Article in the New York Times about how smartphones slow down. Yeah, we see it. The arrival of the original iPhone in 2007 was a quantum leap for cell phones. Phones have never worked or looked like that again. iPhone 5 that Apple introduced last week with only incremental changes seemed to signal the industry has started to enter little technological bunny hops. Faster chips, bigger screens, speedier wireless internet connections. It's been kind of incremental. But there will be some innovations out there. Incremental improvements add up over time. 
One of Apple's most intriguing recent efforts to redefine the iPhone is Siri, the voice-activated virtual assistant, which has really been hit or miss. It does some things really, really well. Apple continues to try to improve Siri. Google, they've got amazing voice search products, but no one really knows about them. Near-field communications, letting users make payments wirelessly at cash registers. Smartphones can see big changes akin to the one Apple introduced in 2007. Wearable computers are a source of fascination. Google plans to release a version of the technology for developers that would cut cost $1,500 in the first half of next year. Project Glass, the eyeglass frames that can display text, emails, and other information from a smartphone in the wearer's eye. So there's some innovation coming. Are we bored with it? No. Still love our iPhone. Apple announced 2 million iPhone 5Ss sold in the first 24 hours. Double number of iPhone 4Ss at the same period of time. I'm not goofy, I'm not crazy, I'm not kooky. It's a big story about topless pictures of Kate. Talking about intrusive media coverage. Sunbathing with her husband on a private estate in France. French tabloids have self-censored the coverage of the royals following the death of Princess Diana. I don't know how I feel about this, but again, it, it, it really hits you know, a couple weeks before Prince Harry partying in Vegas. Be careful who you party with and be careful on like People shouldn't be, you know, flaunting cell phones. And, you know, I, I look at people's Facebook page before I potentially hire them. I would be very cautious posting anything on your Facebook page. Washington's National Zoo gave, uh, the giant panda gave birth. And I think that's a positive story of the day. I love me panda burgers. We need more pandas in the United States to create more panda burgers. But Mi Jaing gave birth late on Sunday at the zoo's panda complex. She was artificially inseminated in April using thawed frozen sperm from the zoo's other giant panda, Tin Tin, after he failed to get the job done. She's the perfect panda mom. America loves panda mom. So, yes, you can get on the Internet and go check out a picture of a cute little baby panda. And Panda Moms. NFL's underway. I think the Oakland Raiders have been eliminated from the playoffs. Baseball starting to wind down. I saw a statistic that was a little interesting to me. If you go to ESPN.com, I've never seen this before. You know, baseball has like run differentials. Like, when did that get introduced into statistics? I like my good old days of wins, losses, games backed, winning percentage. And then on occasion, magic numbers. Now there's a statistic on percent chance of making the playoffs. That's weird for me. And for instance, San Francisco Giants, 99.8% chance they make the playoffs. The Dodgers, just 16%. The New York Yankees, 93.5%. Like, that's just odd to me. 
Oakland, 93.8%. Texas, 99.4%. So it looks like if you're playing the odds, it's going to be Texas, Oakland, Chicago, and the Yankees. Congratulations, Oakland A's. I thought you were eliminated back in May. I was wrong. So that's one of the statistics. Like, where did that come from? When did that get introduced? Someone's asking me for the Mariners because we do a radio show kind of in Seattle, even though no one's ever responded. Oh, there's a 0.0 chance. There's 17 and a half games back. They're 70 and 77. They've lost four of the last six. See, statistics calm me. It's one of the things I love about statistics. They calm me. Okay, let's play part of a real radio show right now. Gas prices, are they hurting you? Call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. First dumb call, and I'll ban all callers for life. National Hockey League is going to begin its second lockout in eight years. Some say they've begun it, but no games have been canceled. Amongst the four major teams in North America, hockey is by far the most dependent on ticket revenues. For, out of the top four sports, hockey needs a ticket sales. In 2010-2011, the typical NHL team relied on gate receipts for half their revenue. Last year, the average team in the NFL gets less than 25% of the revenue from ticket sales. The NBA, 33%. Baseball, 25%. And I think any sort of prolonged strike in hockey... We should all just no longer go. Let the owners and the players know that we are the we are part of the equation as well. NBC signed a new deal with the NHL. Small piece of the overall revenue, all things considered. Following the 2004-2005 NHL lockout, the fans came back in droves. Following during the 2005-2006 season, 25 to 30 teams had an increase in attendance. The average cost for a family of four for tickets, $283 in 2007. This year, $323. That's a 50% increase in seven years. So the fans, you keep turning the turnstiles, and you're the reason they're going to go on strike. The value of the average NHL franchise has increased from $159 million in 2003 to $240 million last year. The average salary for players has gone from $1.6 million to $2.4 million. I used to be a rabid hockey fan. Now I would describe myself as passive. I enjoy the playoffs. I enjoy the stretch run for the playoffs. But I don't even like the games till Christmas. I find them to be exhibitions, not games. I can't tell you one good game that I've seen pre-December 15th, ever in the NHL. It's a season that's too long, and the tickets are too damn much. You know, baseball can still be enjoyed if you want to sit a mile and a half from the game. Football can still be enjoyed if you want to sit a mile and a half from the game. You're climbing the seats. You're thin on oxygen. The blood is rushing out your nose. Hey, do you want a happy story? Marissa Meyer, pregnant. Call me. She's going to offer all Yahoo's full-time and part-time employees a free phone. 
Whether you want the Apple iPhone 5, the Android, Samsung Galaxy S3, the Android HTC One, the Android HTC Evo, or Windows Phone 8, you want it, you got it. Just like free food, you want it, you got it. Trying to give people that work there phones that people are using. It's pretty smart. It's going to cost a couple million dollars. Pocket change for a company with annual revenues and billions. The benefit will be a more informed and motivated workforce. I love her. Not enough to invest in her stock, but enough to say ridiculous things, hoping someone could get me a date with her. Someone has to have access to her. At least have her call the show and turn me down because her philanthropist adventure museum-oriented man of the world, poker plane, most interesting person of a husband is getting in the way. You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black and Your Money. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You listen to the Wall Street Business Network. In your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. So good news, bad news. Tesla's getting good at building cars. Bad news is how many can they sell? Tesla would have to produce over 400 cars a week by the fourth quarter at the current rate of 100 units per week. They'd be on path to produce 5,200 cars a year. The company would nearly need to quadruple its production to reach their goal of 20,000. Going from 10 cars a week to over 400 and two quarters is monumental. But Tesla's trouble, because in the end, I invest in companies. You get that. And I'm a little bit worried that they're a manufacturing company. Let's go to Saul from the Alamo. Saul? Hey, Rob. How you doing, man? Doing as well as I can be. How about yourself? Good. I'm doing good. Hey, uh, um, I want to ask you a couple things. You had a real good podcast, uh, I want to say maybe about a week ago, on uh, with regards to divorce, and you know how devastating it is, financially devastating. Uh, I'm 40 years old, I'm kind of behind now after my divorce, you know, paying off the attorney fees, everything else, you know, la da 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 And just kind of wanted to get your perspective on what do you think are the best things that I can do or we can do, if there's anyone else who's listening who's in my situation get back to where I was prior to divorce, you know, um, I didn't really have a lot of money in my 401k. I was one of those kind of guys who spent stupid when I was young. Uh, but now I pay attention, uh, want to, uh, just eventually retire, man. Uh, you know, you were talking about, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are going to work until they die. Uh, I really don't want to be one of those guys, you know, and, uh, if I could just ask one more thing, uh, how are you on Coke? Uh, I, uh, work for Coca-Cola. Uh, my 401k is pretty much invested in Coke and, uh, that's it, man. Just uh, love your show. That's all I got. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the call. I'll go over some real quick basics because I don't have time. This is a short segment, but sorry about your divorce. Um, we've all been there. You know, I married poorly. I married a Playboy model that, you know, she's a nice enough person, but it didn't work out. Uh, she had some dark moments in her life that came out pretty aggressively. Probably didn't bring out the best in me at the time either. Uh, certainly made just a massive mistake hoping for the best early in the relationship I wanted out. I came out okay. You'll come out okay. Uh, Coke's a great company, great long-term company. You can't really hold more than 5 to 10% of your nest egg in, in any one company. If it turns out Coke causes cancer. It turns out that Coke causes you know diabetes or there's a big tax on Coke or something that goes that way. It's going to kill you. 
first things first, you need to set priorities. Uh, we alluded to a uh, retirement survey that came out eight times your ending salary. Uh, so if you think you're going to be making $200,000 retirement, you need $1.6 million to start with. Uh, that's the basics. I would sign up today for mint.com, M-I-N-T.com. I have no financial relationship with them. That'll help you with a budget. I would not be afraid of online banks. I would keep no more than two months' expenses in a bank. I would quickly learn that your 401k has got some great choices in it, small cap, mid cap, large cap, international, and some sort of income. I would go 20% each in those, and then I would tweak it. If you think we're in a, a recession or if you think we're in a global recession, maybe you want some more small caps. If you like the big uh, large cap companies that pay dividends, maybe you want a little bit more of that. That's where I'd start. That is not investment advice. To get good investment advice, I'd go to Morningstar.com, Morningstar.com, and put in your 401k options in a portfolio analyzer. It's free for two weeks. Um, I would stay away from mutual funds that have high fees, like the American funds sell at five and three quarters percent fees. I'd probably avoid bonds at your point in time. Maybe I'd go for some real estate investment trust to kick off some dividends. As far as buying a home, it's okay to rent if you're going to save more than buying the home. But in the long term, rates are low. If you could afford to buy a home, do. I don't know if you have children or not. I would love your children with your whole heart. Uh, divorce is tough if you do have children. I would love your kids with the whole heart, and I would work with your ex to present a loving, wonderful environment. Um, I would control your debt, uh, cancel any credit cards that are, you know, you don't need. Um, I would look at buying rent used cars versus new cars. I would, you know, work as much overtime as you can get. I'd consider a second job because you're probably, you know, pushing 40 uh, as a divorcee. Um, for kids' colleges, there's a good, great uh, 529 plan uh, called You Promise. YouPromise.com is a great way to save just by using your, uh, your visa at Safeway, just by using your debit card at Safeway. It saves money for your kids' college. I would understand that asset allocation is more important than anything else. You want to own stocks, bonds, and real estate. best way to own real estate is through what are called real estate investment trusts. I would stay as healthy as possible. The healthier you are, the less costs of healthcare you're going to have in retirement. The less cost your healthcare is going to cost now. Um, ensure what you can't afford to lose. If you have a child, you need you know 10 times income minimum. If you don't have a child, you probably don't need life insurance because if you die, you don't have a spouse right now. Um, and that's the best thing that I could throw out at you. So max out that 401k as much as you can. Let's go to Alan. Alan, what say Hello. you? Hear me? Got okay. about a minute, yeah. Yeah, um, thanks for taking the call. I uh, just want to ask you about um, a stock called Fairphone, P-A-Y. Yeah. yeah, it's a transaction company, ticker symbol P-A-Y. It's one of those plays on more and more credit cards, more and more debit cards, more and more ways to transact business. Um, they've had some pretty poor execution. Um, they made some comments about some mergers and acquisitions recently, not them, but Barclays. And they said that, you know, this company could be acquired because a bigger financial company would want what they do. Uh, financial transactions, they earned uh, five cents more than expected recently. They missed on revenues. They got it fourth quarter above expectations. Do you own it right now or are you looking to own it? I do own it, yes. Okay, so you're probably down pretty big. Okay, I would consider either selling now and getting that taxable loss 30 days later and maybe buying back. Um, revenue increased 56% to $493 million, but they fell short of expectations, 495 to $500 million. I'm not following the company directly at this point in time, but it is a, a play on that future transaction business. 
Um, I would make a, a decision. It's going to go nowhere fast right now because the bad news is out there. Maybe you sell it, get the taxable loss for your taxes this year, and then maybe buy it back in 30 days if you find it appropriate. Um, I prefer Visa. I prefer MasterCard. I prefer Google. Um, and when Square comes out, I'm going to probably prefer Square. But I get pay as a play. Price target at about $37 by most analysts. Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.